0: How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Suncast. It is Monday afternoon. It's just Josh and I. We're doing a little bit of uh, different. We're going to record a, a kind of a separate episode with Manny that's going to talk more uh, about volleyball and basketball. It's going to be Josh and I talking uh, to all of you today about soccer and football. Pretty straightforward with football. JB's going to get into it more. It is. So we got a little Sun Conference championship on our hands. Pretty much, Kaiser's already uh, wrapped it up. I mean, they'll be the, the higher seed. Um, but but win or lose, that'll only be their first loss in conference. So they'll be that higher seed, most likely going. Uh, to the playoff as is, but a chance for Florida Memorial to uh, get part of, of the the conference title if they do beat Kaiser. Uh, however, Kaiser could, could just say, "Hey, we're going to be undefeated," and a lot to play for for Kaiser, as Joshua will also get into uh, because you know, win that game against Far Memorial, they pretty much guarantee a home playoff game. Uh, lose against Far Memorial, more likely they'll be able to, or they will have to go on the road. Which the uh, point I was about, about to get to got a little ahead of myself. Something they've obviously done uh, p- p- uh last year going on the road um w- winning four tough playoff games, but they would love to have a home playoff game in West Palm Beach, Florida. Josh, I know you'd love to see that as well in the Sun Conference.
1: Absolutely. We need it. We need it. We need to get a we need a Sun Conference red banner for football. We need one.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh before we get into uh everything with football, we will do a preview for uh the the Excuse me, we will do a preview for um the semifinals for the soccer tournament, which are happening tomorrow, Tuesday, uh, a little bit of uh a brief recap of what happened on Saturday. Well, on the men's side, it was two pretty dominant performances from the uh the, the higher seed. Uh Florida Memorial 4-0, their first Sun Conference tournament win since 2014. Uh, for another Brad Tolley uh, two goals he's been arguably the best player the last quarter of the season for uh, in the Sun Conference on the men's side and he gets off to a great start uh, hit and, um, for Florida Memorials first time in, in the tournament since, since 2016 first win since 2014 so great for them uh scad they did have a, a really nice regular season ryan holmes was the player uh, of the year obviously insane numbers that he put up for, for the bees unfortunately their season is done um and unfortunately josh r weber warriors men's soccer team season is done as well after uh, a Cata- contegno for southeastern scores a hat trick and they shut out weber 3-0 in lakeland um you know my my, my biggest takeaway from those two semifinals. Southeastern, not really overly surprised by them. Kind of figured they would take care of business against Weber. But Florida Memorial, man, they're looking really good. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about the preview uh, uh, here in a second. But really uh, good performance for Florida Memorial again. They've had some – they have strung some really good wins together uh, over the last part of the uh, the season. Uh, talk about Brad Tully, uh playing very well. But on the women's side – uh, we ha- we had a pretty good game, and then uh, a real thrashing. Saint Thomas just absolutely took care of business against Warner seven one. That they take down the Royals. Uh, you know what? The, Warner was that, that was kind of supposed to be Weber's spot. Uh, do I think Weber beat Saint Thomas? No, probably not. Do I think they at least uh, you know put up a better game than seven uh, one? Uh, I I think so, but. Uh Santiago for, for, for them scored uh twice for the Bobcats. Um uh, I mean a dominant win exactly what they wanted to see. I mean, four in the fir- first half, three, three in the second. Uh they're re- really happy heading in to their matchup um uh, tomorrow with Southeastern. Uh speaking of, of Southeastern, they took care of they uh uh excuse me that yeah, they'll be the Southeastern will be hosting us. uh, uh St. Thomas, excuse me. Um, And then for the other game, Kaiser. Look, we've been talking about Kaiser a good bit kind of down down this last stretch, how they were really starting to look like the Kaiser of last year, the last couple of years, Um, and a good win against Ave Maria. We talked about Ave Maria's defense. We'll keep them in games throughout the year. But, uh, you know, Sun got scores again. Kennedy scores again. Some familiar faces for them. Uh, Tag Bowl, another veteran for kaiser with with two of the assists. uh you know they're looking just like the te- team of old and they have a huge matchup against scad in, in the semifinals um actually josh let's go ahead and, and do a recap for football and then we'll do a preview for the soccer tournaments and uh the uh i mean really only one big game for football kind of talk about this weekend but i don't know what your plans are are you you want to talk about all the games or just like the kaiser flamo game
1: uh, no I mean I mean I can we can touch on all of them but we'll we'll give a little bit more time to to the flowmo Kaiser game than the other ones um you know Weber and Warner has some history to it. its a rivalry game so I mean we can give that a little time we'll talk about them all but um
0: we'll we'll probably just we can wait and briefly go over those yeah we can do like a preview for that more later I mean this is. I mean, the main thing for, for, for this is yeah, like, for, for stoppers. just
1: today, we'll, we'll raise importance of this Kaiser FloMo game. And then yeah yeah next episode we'll go, we'll go over the other ones. Um,
0: yeah. But yeah, this, this weekend, weekend, yeah, yeah
1: we'll, we'll start, we'll start with this weekend. Um, four games, three of them being fairly, fairly good games and, and Kaiser, you know, they, they don't play too many close games. Those, that's not really what those guys do. Those guys normally handle their business. Um, but we'll we'll kick things off, no pun intended, with St. Thomas Southeastern. Um, 33-21, Southeastern off to a big start, 14 nothing early. And then St. Thomas said, to heck with that, and, and you know, changed that 21-14 at the break. Um, and then went up 27-14 at the end of the third quarter. Then Southeastern made it a one-score game early on in the fourth quarter with a six-yard run from Curtis Kimmons. And then um, St. Thomas put the game away right around the two-minute warning with a deep pass from Keeley watson to no pierre for 71 yards to the dagger um some some stats from from the game um southeastern henry Ostad hasn't played much this year i believe if i'm being correct it's been a lot of a lot of nate hayden no no well henry Ostad hasn't played quarterback for southeastern this year has he no
0: i don't, I don't think so yeah, not. i think,
1: I think yeah. this, that might have been his debut like officially yeah, it was mostly
0: um, Nate Hayden. I know that's who we played when we played yeah. against him.
1: I was about to say, I mean, it's been a lot of Nate Hayden this year. Um, but Henry Osted, 24 of 39, 241, two touchdowns with an interception. Um, Curtis Kimmins, 13, 13 carries, 59 yards, and a touchdown. Josiah Neos, who's been their normal tailback this year, 15 for 25. He got looks like he got bottled up this weekend. Um, and on receiving end, Shane McLaughlin and Dominic Harry leading the charge with 65 and 52 yards respectively um and Rontavious farmer I mean southeastern did a nice job we knew we knew southeastern had had a tough defensive front and good secondary as well And Rontavious farmer they held him to 39 rushing yards and didn't find the end zone um but Keeley Watson what a game 25 of 35 for 360 and three touchdowns um Kilitri Zhao, 10 catches for 130. No Pierre, six for 109, a touchdown. David Hayes, six for 90 and a touchdown. Um, those three guys really got involved there for most of the work. Um, St. Thomas with an impressive win there to head into week 10. Um, just kind of hoping and praying St. Thomas or uh, um, Florida Memorial can upset Kaiser to get a three-way tie going on to at least give him a shot, depending on what that rule is. I'm not sure if we found that rule yet.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it it would be a three-way conference title, and then as far as the automatic berth, it would be to the highest-ranked team, which is no matter what happens, it's going to be Kaiser.
1: Right, okay. Gotcha.
0: Also in that uh, uh St. Thomas game, I mean, shout out Jaquari Austin. I mean, the the, the big interception to seal. I mean, Southeastern they even had the ball late chance to win it. Um, and Alston had the interception was obviously the biggest play of the game, but also blocked a field goal. Um, so I mean two big big plays. Um big return as well. Also. Yeah, big return on, on the interception. But yeah.
1: Good football game. We love them. Um Moving on, FloMo just keeps winning, keeps doing their thing. And Thomas, yeah, they 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 lost. There's one and 5 in conference play. But like we've always said, man, they don't they don't get their butts whooped, man. They they play hard, they play competitive games, they don't make it easy on anybody. And I'm sure you can, you know, you can speak on that a little bit, considering you, you know you got to go up against that team. Seems like they just oh, they're show tough. they're to tough.
0: Play. They're tough. They play hard. I mean, it's. It's just, like, little things that you can tell. It's like, okay, you're a first-year program. You, you all – like, like every program benefits from experience, and it's not so much in-game. I mean, in-game, yeah, but, like, when you get to practice w- with a, a group more and more, it – it's kind of hard, hard to put in words, but it just flows better. I mean, it's it's the I mean, same as any sport, but when you have a first-year program in football, you have you know, X amount of guys, say 80, 90 guys for Thomas. Every single one of them and every single coach are kind of learning on the fly, if you will. I mean, this is their first year. And, and that just makes and, it even
1: more impressive.
0: Yeah, and then like, if you, like, that's really the biggest thing missing for them. And once they get that, which they will with time, 100% with time, I think you you, you can really start looking. At and again, we, we've harped on, on this a little bit, but they, outside of – I mean, I don't know if you, if you, I, I mean, I, I would say their recruiting situation is just as good, if not better, when you look at St. Thomas, South East, not Southeast, but St. Thomas, West, uh, Kaiser, and West Palm Beach, and then Florida Memorial and Miami, because they're all fighting, uh, not only with each other, but they're also fighting with Division One teams. get probably a little bit diff- different athlete, but like with Thomas, they are in South Georgia. I'll stand on a top five recruiting round in all of the country. And if they can really get that hamlet of, you know, obviously they're going to have to go up against, you know, like Reinhardt. They're going to have to go up against Valdosta State, uh, West Georgia. But still, I mean, if they can just get enough of those guys, um, I think Valdosta State is probably their biggest competitor as far as getting, you know, the NAI slash Division II caliber of athlete. But if they can really establish something early on, which it seems like they they have, and they have a good culture, I think that's a really inter- interesting spot with that recruiting ground and what they could do there.
1: I'm just really looking forward to to seeing what what that place becomes, because for all these all these teams have older guys, they've been in the league, they've played college football, they have coaches who have coached college football. I'm not saying the Thomas coaches haven't, you know, coached at the college level somewhere, but to start your own program and have it operating at this level this soon is, is you know it's it's worth noting. Um so shout out to the Nighthawks, even though they haven't lit it up in the in the win column, they've probably had a lot of moral victories along the way. And I think that's something that they probably expected, you know, going into this year. Okay, we're probably not gonna go eight and two or seven and three. But there's a lot of things that we're going to be able to learn that are going to be more valuable than, you know, winning some of these games, you know what I mean? You know, they're going to be able to build on those things going forward. You know, you get to show some of the recruits, like, what's going on? Look what we're doing with this. Just imagine what we were going to be able to do with, you know, with a recruiting class, multiple at that. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. But a little, a little, little stat review of, of that game. Um, so, Daquan Smith, another good game, three touchdowns. Uh, almost 300 yards passing, no turnovers. Um, Walter Wilbon, 14 for 108 and a touchdown, had um, a big 50-yard run. Um, and Michael Cabell, 10 for 80. Another, you know, they tore it up on the ground, 200. They don't, I mean, they just put up yards, throw up points, you know, almost 500 yards of offense once again, um, almost 40 points. Um, but Thomas, you know, two tailbacks, James Amaker and Charles Britt combined for 130 or 140 rushing yards. And a touchdown. Charles Britt struggled completing some passes, but you know, did his job, didn't turn the ball over, gave himself a chance. They had the had a little a little push late, um, down 30 to 7, made it 30 to 16 in the fourth, and then made it 37 to 24 about halfway through the fourth. Um, took a kickoff back, Nathaniel Tyler. Um, but just a little, little bit too late, got out to a tough start down 30 to 7. Flomo has been known to throw up those points. So it's, it's, it's tough, you know, Flomo is a good team. So, but once again, another competitive game for Thomas um, and probably I would say the most impressive showing out of a team this week, a nice bounce back um, getting the win column a conference victory. First one of the year for Warner um, 40 to 32 Evan Eshbaugh if that's how we pronounce it with a great game from Warner, um, it was a tight game all the way through, back and forth, literally all game long, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth um, between these two teams. Brian Stemke from Ave with another great game, three total touchdowns. Didn't, you know, Didn't run for the 150 to 200 that he's been doing, but still ran, excuse me, for, for 80 yards and had um, 40 in the air, so still had an 120-yard day with three touchdowns, four receptions. It's a good fantasy day. Not bad. Okay. They've got you know, about thirty five points. Not bad, um, man. Brian Stemke's just making his case every week, week in and week week out for that you know offensive player of the year. And it's gonna be a tight race come down the stretch. Brian Stemke's definitely he's 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 submitted his resume and it's a good one. Um, not bad. Man. It's a good one. So I'll be interested. You guys stay tuned for that. We got a couple more weeks till till we officially give out those. Um. But Warner also a couple more things. Um Clyde Holland, 16 for 84, rushing. Kyle Meedyham, 12 for 46 and a touchdown, and Deshaun Trowers, nine for 40 and a touchdown. Kind of a, a three, three-man storm there, three-headed backfield. Um, but Evan Eshbosch with another with a really good game, didn't turn the ball over, completed a decent amount of his passes, about 60%, 250 passing yards. Um, it's a good game for the Royals. Good momentum boost heading into, into the week 10 against their rival on the road. This that that game is going to be is going to be an electric game. Both sides, both gonna be fired up. Um Warner's fighting for a 500 year. Weber's fighting a lot of you got a lot of young guys, but also a lot of older guys, and a lot of older guys want to go out on a you know with a bang. So I think that game's gonna um, have a lot of energy, a lot of chippiness. Let me tell you
0: something. Let me tell you something. We're going to go three and oh against Warner. That's what my group is trying to do. Three and since I got there, or three and one for some of the other seniors that lost to them a few years ago. But that's the goal Weber to beat Warner. Warner wants to beat us. They made it very clear that is the only thing they really care about. Um, when they, I mean, they look at the you post something on social media, you enter our realm, you enter the realm of the public. The media, everything. They posted a video saying, um, some, some, one of their offensive linemen wanted to say, Hey, their, their biggest goal is to beat us. I mean, that that, that was his favorite memory, beating us three years ago. And that's what exactly what they're going to do. So a lot on the line. A lot of, a lot lot of words that that have been said now on the line. So
1: I can't wait to be in attendance for this one.
0: It's going to be, it's going to be, a fun one. I'll leave I'll leave it at that. I still got seven five more days, but yeah, man, it's gonna be a good one.
1: I'm excited. Um, but the last game of the week, just briefly, don't wanna, you know, not too much to talk about here. Kaiser with a dominating win of 45 to three in the early in the third quarter. Um, you know, they kind of just did it all. Bryce Beasley did it. They had a couple guys running it um uh, burnett and Messinger had three touchdowns veasley had two rushing touchdowns um tyler willis with a carry and a touchdown um bryce veasley 14 of 20 and two passing touchdowns um weber just couldn't get anything going offensively um three at three interceptions you know they're averaging 2.3 yards of carry couldn't get anything going. No one over fifty yards. Everyone, you know, got some touches, and just couldn't couldn't get really anything going. And it's and it's hard to when you struggle on offense. It's it's hard to you know expect anything when you get down so big so fast, and it's just kind of just out of your, out of your hands at that point. But one one thing I wanted to highlight um was uh was Reagan with five five punts, hundred sixty seven yards, thirty about thirty five yards. A punt 43 was as long, no touchbacks, which is always good. No touchbacks. Hey. It seems like you were punting from your own end most of the time. So having to do a little flip of the field. Um hey,
0: I'll say this. I, I this is my only comment about Kaiser. Played a lot of teams in my career. A lot. I played a lot of games. I think I got 40, about 40, played about 40 collegiate football games. And that team I played Saturdays one of the best top two, three teams I play against. I think they were be- just as good, if not better, than that Lindsey Wilson team I played two years ago. And just as good. I mean, I, the D2 conference I was in had some really, really good teams. Uh, uh, Northeast Missouri, uh, they're they're uh, always a contender at D2, won a couple championships a few years ago. Uh, For Hayes, Pittsburgh State, Central Missouri – uh University of Central Oklahoma. There's some really good D2 schools and Kaiser's right up there with any of them. They're they're gonna be a problem. I mean, I, I think And I
1: love like, it for our conference.
0: I mean they're they are they are an incredible football team. I'll take my cap to them, dude.
1: And that's all you can do, man. When I you're know. already you're already at you know at a you know disadvantage with a with a rotating quarterback, you know, struggling struggling offense. Can't ask your defense to be on the field all day and get stops over the best offense in the, or second best offense in the, in the conference. You could say, you know, if you know, Flomo is more of the firepower, is more of the discipline, you know, hard nose, it seems like. Um, They're, they got, tough they, they, got
0: little, they got a little bit of everything, man. I mean, I, I truly feel like, all right, I guess this is, I guess this is borderline on football opinions, but at this point, I mean, whatever. Um, I think with them, there's they. I don't think there's a team that that can stop their their running attack. I think that's number one, and their defense is better than last year's defense. They are. When you have those two aspects of something, you can go win anywhere, and that's why well, that's what we talked Got about it. last year, and it's why going on the road did not affect them at all. I think they're better than last year. I think Bryce Beasley. He doesn't even look like the same quarterback. I mean, he from last year, he was a solid quarterback last year, but this year it is totally different. And I feel like if there is a team that can stop them running the ball, they can take the top off really quick. Like they have some really good athletic, tall receivers. I mean, the offensive line, like I remember just I remember walking out of the locker room, man, and I looked at their O line, I was like, holy cow. I don't remember them being that big last year. I mean they they've done really good developing there, and that's why they're in the situation they're in. I and mean, you know, shout out Coach Coach Osha. He's he's built something pre- pretty good over there. Really good. Um,
1: and you know, you guys hear you hear from someone that's has the best point of view of you know of, of all of us. He's there. He saw it. He played against it. He watched it live, up the club, the best view you can get. Um, and it's nothing nothing but respect for Kaiser. One hundred this I don't want anyone to think you know Reagan is just hopping on a bandwagon saying you know whatever to his own team he's just calling it how it is and you know it's it's good for our conference because you know we need we need to make that national statement again we need to get on that we need that red banner we
0: need that to be the standard of, of the conference
1: that's what I was kind of getting at we need that to yeah. get some respect on the conference's name and I don't, mean,
0: and I think other other teams in the conference now I have to look at it different. Even Saint Thomas, who has you know kind of been at that, they, they've been around. They they they're cons- consistent top twenty program over the last couple of years. But I think everybody's like, okay, if we want to be competitive in the Sun Conference, we have to do what Kaiser's doing. I mean, Southeastern had done it before, but not to you know making it to a national championship game, going on the run that. You think, and I think, and I think a lot of people think are they, they're allowed to go on this year, but everybody else, Ave Maria, Warner, Weber, you got to look at look at them and be like, okay, we want to be competitive in the Sun Conference. This is what has to be beaten for now. I mean, for as long as Kaiser's doing what they're doing and they're in the Sun Conference.
1: I agree. I agree. All
0: right, All right. let's do a l- little soccer preview if, if you're wrapped up with – yeah,
1: that's all I got, you know. Touched on right. the games and ready to move on.
0: All right, let's take a look first at the men's side of things. So We talk about Southeastern, 3-0 winner over Weber. They now have uh, mm-hmm. what I think is the second best matchup overall between the four semifinal games between the men's and the women's side. Uh, I think this is the better uh, of the men's game. We'll talk about the battle for Miami Gardens here in a minute. But talk about Southeastern and and Kaiser. Southeastern's been playing really solid uh t- towards the back half uh, of the year with Contego and uh Cavalente uh leading the way, but nothing really compares to what Kaiser uh has done in that aspect. Um I mean they, they have the biggest win of the year, taking taking down uh, Southeastern, uh Basiletti Chavez leading, leading the attack, Jack Casey we talked, talked about him being one of the best defenders um, and he, he was first team all, all conference and it's taking a little bit more, more of a look at that, that first team all conference. I mean, Kaiser had just as many, actually had more on, on the list than St. Thomas. Um, I, I think it's, I think Kaiser's uh, got, got the advantage in this. Um, I, I do, I do think they're, I think we're we're just going kind of what we've been been talking about uh, for the majority of this season, which is we're going to have a matchup of St. Thomas and, and Kaiser in the conference tournament final, and I think that that's going to not to completely spoil um, spoil it, but that that's why I got. I mean, you look at the season matchup between the two uh, down in West Palm Beach when Kaiser wasn't playing their best, uh, they they tied, and then against uh, Southeastern later in the year, two one winner on the road in Lakeland. Uh, I think that's going to be the score of this one. I think two, one for the Seahawks. And then for the battle of Miami gardens, look, we talked uh, about for Florida M- Memorial, um, you know, TB, Tebow, Gabet, a great defender for them. Um, and then, and then of course, Brad Toley uh, up top, uh, Sam Richards in the midfield uh, for them. But I think St. Thomas kind of got woken up a little bit uh, against Kaiser. Um you know Kaiser being, being them to kind of end of year definitely left a sour taste in their mouth and i think St. Thomas uh led by Guido led by uh Tomas uh led led, led by uh, Osege uh I, I think they're they're going to take care of business i think we're going to have that St. Thomas Kaiser rematch um it was one of the best games um in the regular season both of them and i think we're going to get that rematch but we'll say we'll say this also far memorial when they played it was one 0 took a uh, free kick from uh Guido, uh, to, to give them the win, but I do think we're gonna get that St. Thomas versus Kaiser matchup. As for the w- women's side, uh, <laughs> I mean, these are the two best, th- th- these are two incredible matchups. I mean, two top 20 matchups. It proves one- once again that this is one of, if not the best, conferences for w- women's soccer. Southeastern taking on. St. Thomas, and then uh, Scad taking on, on on Kaiser. All four games when they played in the regular season were great, great games. Um, <laughs> I've had I've had a really tough time with uh, w- with both these games, trying to decide which way I want to go. Obviously, with with the the, the Scad Kaiser game, you <laughs> a, a huge rivalry over the last couple of years. Uh, I think the big the big question is has that you know, sit center mid roll back line roll for Kaiser. Is it as set as it looked for 75 minutes against Scad? The last time they played in West Palm Beach, because for 75 minutes of that game, it looked like Kaiser uh, was right back. They just had one, uh, one just brief moment, and Scad was able to take advantage. Of. That's all it takes um, wh- with Scad. I mean, Sydney S- Chura uh six 16 goals nine assists and that summer Abigail Sadal wrapping up that top three they're both sitting at nine nine goals um then Mia Go- Gomez able to come off the bench uh, Ida Lane Bergland in in the midfield but for, for Kaiser we talked a little bit about it earlier but some you know former foreign players for, for, uh or not former players but more experienced players like Georgia Little, Sungot, uh kennedy lauren riley they've been playing much better in the back half of the year and really stepping up and you know it's matt dunn in the situation it's matt dunn and kaiser in the situation how many times have they been here i mean non-stop over the last decade now a little bit different having to travel to scad which has its own impact on things i think we're going for a classic here um i i think this is going to be an overtime game maybe even penalty kicks um <laughs> But I'm going to have to go with, go with the top seed. I'm going to have to go with the Bs. Uh, you know, it's SCAD, they won 3-0 against Kaiser at home. I know that was a long time ago. Kaiser's obviously playing much better. I think the travel is a big difference. And Kaiser just had to play against a really tough, really scrappy Ave Maria team. SCAD's had a little bit more time off. They're going to have the fresher legs. I think in overtime, they get that, that game winner. Uh, I think 3-2 is the score. I think it's going to be a, a brilliant, brilliant game. Uh, I think the, the next game is going to be just as good. I think next game is going to be just as good and just as high scoring, if not uh, even more so. Uh, we saw St. Thomas, where they did against, against Warner, seven goals. But um, Southeastern has been able to score a lot towards the end of the year. Katie Carnes uh, has right. been phenomenal the, the last quarter of the year. Madeline Davison, uh, t- 10 goals on the year. Uh, the youngsters had, had a great time there. And then obviously uh, what they're what they're going to have with Ramsey, Ramsey Watkins. Um, excuse me a little sip of water uh Naria Lopez as well uh Lozano and uh Owens was uh you know I I think when you looked at the women's goalkeeper all-conference award you could have put four or five names in there um and I I think Owens gonna have a really good game uh same thing for Isabel Posada on the women's side for St. Thomas I think um I think the goalkeeping position is going to be huge in this game. because I think there's going to be a lot of shots on net. Uh, I am going to go with Southeastern. I I think they've been here before. Uh, I think it's at home for them, which is a big difference. Um, I think it's going to be a high scoring one as well. I'm going to say three, I'm going to say three, two as well, but um, no overtime. Uh, I think it's going to be a brilliant game though. I have Southeastern SCAD in in my final and (laughs) I'm definitely going to be watching these games on Tuesday, Josh. I mean, two top 20 matchups on on the women's side, on the the men's side. Kaiser Southeastern is going to be a great battle, receiving votes uh, against the top 20 opponent. And then you have uh, the battle for Miami Gardens, which has had fireworks uh, in the two matches earlier this year. And, yeah, it's going, going to be a great, great Tuesday for Sun Conference Soccer. Let's
1: freaking do it, man. It's playoff time, baby.
0: It is your time. Uh, we're going to be back. Uh, we'll have an ep- uh, another episode uh, tomorrow afternoon. Manny and I are going to talk a little basketball and talk uh, about the volleyball volleyball games uh, that might come to you tomorrow night after the games. Um, I think that's my that's probably how we're going to do it. Um, or right before the game. not exactly sure how we're going to work that out. But we'll have another episode to talk more about volleyball and everything. Uh, Thanks for listening to an episode about football and football. And y'all have a great rest of your Monday.